Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I hope to open the conversation about working parents a bit. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier, to find out how they balance being a dad with a successful career. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Season 5 of Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. I'm your host, Molly McAleer. Right, you guys, we are doing mommy group murder today. I am so excited that we're doing this with the queen of GP. Yas. The co-chair of GP Nation. Uh-huh. Um, the investor in my new product. All um, in. The GP board, which is a 12-in-1 um, athletic board for sporty women on the go. Um, this was something that meant a lot to me. And... Uh, his name is Todd Greenwald. Hi, Todd. Oh, what's going on? I'm so exhausted from my workout today. All right. So Todd and I, um, <laughs> that was like sort of a tribute to you. You know that, right? Yes. Like that extreme. The extreme. The GP board. I, th- I, pr- I mean, I feel honored and privileged, actually. Yeah. Todd and Seriously, I uh, wrote a pilot together a few years ago that was for MTV. It was really fun. They didn't make it, which it is okay. It still needs to be made. It's really good. I think it's No, bomb. it's so good. I'm, yeah. And um, yeah, it's, it's very good. So Todd and I shared an office in this little windowless room in Sherman Oaks. And sometimes, um, you know, we would smoke weed on our breaks. Yes. And so today, in honor of that, we did you know, hit the pipe. We do. Um, we do that. Todd has a new thing he wanted to show me, a new device. <laughs> the genius pipe. It's absolutely genius. It is really genius. And it comes at a high price point, which shocked me because I thought it was going to be like, you could see it eventually at Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, this is like, in the case of your local smoke shop, the genius pipe, not, no ad. This is just genuine uh, grassroots support. It's three, it's three stainless steel pieces. The screen cools off that smoke. It's like a bong, easy to clean. I can't wait to hit it again. And then I got like the most beautiful emotional Christmas phone call when we were in the call, like in the car together, hitting that pipe um, from this guy named Kent who was working at an organization in Nashville where something like super horrific happened to me. Guy broke into my room, long story short. I couldn't press charges or do anything. Um, And he was one of the many people that was kind to me and like took time to speak to me. And he just called me and said, Merry Christmas, because it's December 23rd. And like, you know, I don't know. It was just like such a nice 
thing where he, you know, it was, it was generally, and I got to bond for a moment. Yeah, true Southern gentleman. Real nice for when people can just connect like that, just break it down, keep it simple. Yeah, it was really nice. He was like such a refreshing cap to the end of the season, which, by the way, I don't know. I know some of you guys listen who um, who also helped donate for Operation Santa, which is something that I just decided to do. And it was amazing. We raised like five grand almost in one day, and it was awesome. Um, we got to help like 15 kids, like 11 families who were in need this year. And uh, it was sick. It was awesome. So turning like a bad situation into the good situation. I feel really positive for our nacho experts out there. Um, but Todd is here for real to like just break down this mommy group murder for me because Todd is a, a daddy. I'm a, with an I and a Y. Yeah, he's got two. Um, he's got two kids. Which, by the way, can I tell you the most humiliating thing? Have I ever told you this? I probably what? have. Probably. That, like, I was commenting on the pictures of, like, a teenage girl for, like, a really long time on Instagram. Jody Sweeten? Mm Mm-mm. She's an adult now. Jody's older than me. Sorry. But I would be like, oh, my God, like, you look amazing. Like, like, oh, like, that looks really fun or whatever. (laughs) I wish it was your friend. For two years, I was under the impression that it was your daughter because I follow... (laughs) You, I follow your son right. on Instagram, who's right. now a public figure. He's, He's in Lovely figure. the Band. Yeah, um, I like that you're broken. That's um, why I don't wow, see. copyright strike. Yeah. We're not on YouTube. It's fine. You can do that. Um, oh, my God. Todd, you would steal from my podcast? No. I would try to. The record label would. <laughs> yeah. So you, that was not yeah, my so daughter. Who was it? It was not your daughter. It was just some teen girl for two <laughs> years who allowed this to happen. And I felt so embarrassed when I realized. And I think I realized because I saw you tag your daughter or something. Right. And I was like, oh, God. Like, who is this teen girl who has let this verified account? Who right. Was like, clearly, You're a public figure. Like, so. she, had, she didn't have many followers. Like, I thought it seemed realistic that this could be around, you know, like, it was like 500 to 700 maybe followers. I was like, that could be Todd's daughter. All like, right. That's possible. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, I don't know. And I this feel girl didn't even like once uh, she DM you, once, acknowledge once. it, not even like one. <laughs> no, she maybe just, even deleted one. <laughs> no, no, she just let this grown ass woman with a chihuahua in Glendale <laughs> <laughs> comment on her pictures like a fucking lunatic. Now, has she ever um, liked one of your posts? Have you gone that? No. Have you gone that deep into concern? No, no. <laughs> she she lets this be a one sided follow. <laughs> Like that's so yeah. I thought that the, that was some pretty sick shit. Maybe once she even wrote back like "thank you." All right. She, so she kind of wasn't a hundred percent creepy. She kind of like, no. She w- no. I was creepy because oh, I thought I it was that. your daughter. Well, I'll, um, <laughs> I at, think yeah. I'll, but uh, she all yeah. I'll shout out the socials at the end. Something's the not something's not right about this one either. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I. You, you didn't want to tell me. That wouldn't have been my daughter. You, you wouldn't have said something? I thought I was just being supportive to my friend's kid, oh. you know? <laughs> well, I would hope if you saw something alarming, because I don't know how many Instagrams they have, please reach out. No, it's like for sure not your daughter. I just watched one of your TikToks, and oh, that right. is for sure <laughs> not your kid. The only TikTok I was a guest on. Let's get into mommy group murder. Oh, I'm already in. 
you picked this movie. You're a daddy. We established yeah. that. Let's uh, open up in a suburban neighborhood. There's wind chimes jingling on the porch. Oh. These are less important in the long run than you'd think. Wind chimes? Drone out the unhappiness? Like, it's sort of like, I thought that it was going to be the thing that helped solve the mystery. You know, if this was cinema, I would uh, agree. But um, there's a lot of things. We'll they talk foreshadow about. sometimes, okay? I mean, the first scene was a whole foreshadow of, this, of, of my mommy group girl. So a pretty brunette opens the door. Her husband is right behind her. She has a big smile when she opens the door and she goes, hi, you must be Grace. So then we see Grace, who is a gorgeous blonde with piercing blue eyes. She's standing there and she nods. It's Grace. Um, The actress is like truly beautiful. Like she's not, she's like actual actress beautiful as opposed to like commercial actress beautiful. Yeah. Don't you think? You know, she's like a lifetime Margot Robbie, I think. Yeah, exactly Margot Robbie, but like Margot Robbie, like C-League, as far as the acting goes. Helena Matson is her name. She was yeah. like on, you know what, actually, so I did, I forgot, I did all this research. I this this was like, God, okay. So she was Agatha on, um, Agnetha on American Horror Story, I think oh. Hotel, and then I realized later that I knew exactly how I knew her, which was from 666 Park Avenue, which was a show that was like one season, I think, on ABC. And I gave it a chance because I was loving Revenge at the time. And they sort of like advertise it with Revenge. And I only watched it because the two leads were like unbelievably hot. All right. Like I was like, I'm going to give it a chance. Like these two really, really good looking people on this show. It's got to be something. Right. And it just wasn't for me. But then we see the title, uh, Mommy Group Murder. Right. So this is, a, yeah. Font was fine. But, Simple. you know, but let's talk about that scene. She didn't even say anything. She smirked. Clearly, that connection, there's going to be some craziness going on. Like, I, that scene was so unnecessary to start this whole thing. Like, I just want to get into suburbia and then. Well, because I think you had to see Grace as she rolled up. And I think you had to see that, like, she just has that thing. Because, like, and they kind of light the whole rest of the movie differently. Right, right. Yeah, I, I just thought you were just giving, it was literally like, we don't, it can't come out of nowhere. We got to plant the seed. I mean, that, that's, like, that's a literal planting of a, of a seed as opposed to learning it as we go. I kind of want to give just a trigger warning about this whole thing, this very beginning scene, because I feel like for new moms, this could be very triggering. Like, I really, I have never been a mom, and I think this movie tries to do something where they're trying to make a deeper statement with the breastfeeding. Like, that's that's a lot. Like, they were doing a lot with the breastfeeding and stuff like that, just in that they can't really show anything because it's Lifetime. But like they've really wanted to keep it in. And I'm like, but there's other source material if people want to see that. Like, I just want to say if you're a new mom, maybe skip this part of the movie and catch up with maybe, you know, some of the end of the action towards the oh, I'm sorry. last quarter. I misunderstood. Of the this is when the uh the post uh depressions kicked in for her. 
Well, we'll get to it. So um, <laughs> we meet Natalie, who's played by Leah Pipes. Um, she's going to do a little monologue to set us up. The first thing on the screen is a young Natalie and her clearly terminally ill mother. Um, I wonder like how they got this picture, like who they made look like they were dying for this. Like, was that a picture of her and a really sick person or... Did they hire someone or did like someone they know was sick? No. Did they just Photoshop it? I mean, nowadays you're going to get in trouble if you're not casting someone who's really dying of cancer of dying of cancer. Or, I mean, honestly, they probably just Photoshopped it. I don't know why I. It's always Photoshopped. I literally. I think it's actual a Bloomberg stock image. If you really think, why would I write that in my notes? I wonder how they got this picture. I'm like reading directly from my notes. I think that was sincere too. So let's play clip 101 to 244. I lost my mother 28 days after I found out I was pregnant. Before she died, she told me two things: trust your instincts, even when you're not certain. And love your child every moment, even when it's not easy. she had told me how hard this would be without her maybe she knew I couldn't imagine how strange and uncomfortable I'd feel up all day and all night changing diapers ten times a day feeling weak and sick like a stranger to myself. Please, please come on, baby. I'm guilty. I'm somehow supposed to be doing it all better. I wish she could have told me how to be perfect. Like she was. just talking about sort of the breastfeeding where it's like I think that that's beautiful in a real film but like with Lifetime it's more of like I'm going there because like we should go there like it's a statement and I don't think I I need that from Lifetime I would be surprised moms tweet at me do you love to see like a up close nipple latch moment in a movie on Lifetime about a mommy group murder I just feel it's misplaced. And also, like, you know. Like, these first five minutes, I think they just blew their budget and had to blow through the rest of the movie because they took so long lighting the scenes and the soft focus and the soft baby. And I don't know what the intention was. But, yeah, if if they could have gone. I mean, it's almost like a waste of a title to me because, like, this movie has could have been titled something different and it would have been a different experience. But when you see Mommy Groom Murder, like, I'm disappointed that, like, we're not seeing two moms, like, one push, one drunk mom pushing another drunk mom off a cliff. Like, when I see Mommy Groom Murder, I want to see, like, almost camp depictions of, <laughs> like, 
You yeah. know what I mean? Like just really like, you know, just like a bunch of Karens together, like, you know, like cheating and doing right. stuff like that. That but, is more fun. But to this me. is more the artists involved in our lifetime movies where you got to own the camp. If you own the camp, guess what? You can't, you don't have to be embarrassed by it, but a lot of these people went to school and it's very cinematic and it's, it's too much for the medium. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess. I I just did. think they should have saved this title for another movie and then given this like a more like kind of something that's trying to be the bullshit, you know, sort of low like lowbrow, highbrow lifetime movie. I mean that's 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 the uh that was the choice, I guess. I mean it's always it's always a little bit of both. I'm just saying I <laughs> I know, I know. I gotta move past it. So um yeah, a lot of raw and real depictions, uh, for sure. So we see a title card that says five months later. They're moving into a new home. It's beautiful and it's a very big home. She's crying in the closet, listening to music and holding the baby. Her husband knocks on the door and asks if she's okay, and she's like, I'm fine, give me a sec. So at this point he's like, I wanna talk to you uh in the bathroom really quick. Like just coming he's she's crying in the closet and he's like i move in day i gotta pull you in here and ask you about this you know i just moved here for this like new job like it's not worth sort of like you know you being upset are you okay with this and she puts on a strong face right away and says that this is like a really good opportunity for the family there is some you know big upsides there's great schools in the area and lincoln elementary has a spot for her when she's ready to go back to work even though she hates teaching third grade so two things here why is he choosing right now the day that they're moving when she's crying in a closet and very much clearly not okay if she's okay with moving there (laughs) and two what the fuck happened when the last time she thought taught third grade like she's like i fucking hate third grade and at the end she winds up teaching maybe eighth like what happened in third grade much better scene than the breastfeeding scene I have news for her about what what's going to happen when her son is, grows up because he's going to be in third grade and she's going to be living with a third grader for a oh, year. Shit. What do you think happened when she taught third grade? I think it's the first time a young child cursed at her. Really? Called her the B word. Really? Yeah, like a really un, uneducated kid just went down right to the B word and is it because, like, cursive, too? You learn a lot of cursive? <laughs> she hated that. She, she cannot write in cursive. I always, like, dream about going back to school and becoming an elementary school teacher, but I could not teach cursive, like, at all. No, it, I can't even write. I mean, no one, this generation can't even write anymore. I mean, like, I would become, like, sort of the book teacher or something, but I feel like that's, like, not even a livable wage. The book teacher? Yeah, like I'd some become some sort of like half teacher. Like I'd I'd be the librarian. Yeah, oh, that's great. And you got the special book session for the kids. You but know. maybe like the librarian's helper, like the one who scans the books out. All right, Dewey Decimal or die. That'd be kind of sick. So she says that um, she's doing fine. So with the uh, cost of child care, she just wants her husband to focus on crushing it at his new job. She trusts him. A um, little bit of elbow grease. It's going to be great. So to me, this couple looks doomed. Um, just looking at them, I feel like they're completely doomed. And she looks like she's deep in the throes of motherhood and feels terrible about herself. She's a new baby. Um, and he's also very like, 
I don't know. In these early scenes, like, he's sort of bringing a little bit more looks-wise to the table. He is a very good-looking, in-shape man. And, like, she is, like, you know, meant to be in, like, the throes of, like, very early motherhood. Just, like, exhausted, depressed, like, not killing it like feeling terrible yeah. and has an unsu- unsupportive partner in a lot of He's ways. He's the token castrated suburban dad. Well, like normally I don't find these guys hot at all. So when I see one that I'm like, oh, he's actually like kind of cute. Um, I, I don't know. I tend to be. Um, he was short. More critical of them in different ways. Um, he was short, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I also think that like this is a bad setup just in terms of like she's going to be at home with the baby and he's going to be this like hot shot in a new job. And like that could lead to a lot of like jealousy and insecurity between them. Um, so the next morning, Natalie is up early. She wakes him up. The baby has been sleeping since 1 a.m. They got a full night. She's in a really good mood going to make him breakfast. He tells her to sleep in, but she says this is the most she slept in in 22 weeks. So she's in a great scene. They're having this sort of like sexy moment when she comes down. Um, it's very, I don't, it made me sad. Like just to think about the two of them trying to spark a little something up after the baby. And like just watching her try and like thinking about long term over a marriage, like watching people try. Yeah. Like watching your partner <laughs> try seems so embarrassing. Like it made me want to die for her because he was, you know, not like really feeling it. Yeah. I mean, you got dried up breast milk on your shoulder. I mean, you know, she glammed up, but you always smell like that for the first 17 minutes. Yeah. I know, and I just, I don't know. I I felt for her. I felt for my girl, Natalie. So she gives him a kiss at the door, and he heads out. The baby isn't wearing her hat all of a sudden, which is, I I noticed that because this baby wore that hat throughout the first two scenes. Like, I thought something was going to be wrong with the baby's hat. They used 16 different babies in this movie, by the way. Oh, they did? 100%. Oh, is that (laughs) why? Oh, I'm so dumb. I was waiting for my American sniper role where there's... Well, they had the big chunk at the end. The one that was like... year she was like such a big chunk like i literally was in i wanted to like steal her she took a chicken nugget um she was so cute um anyway um this next montage is pretty amazing i have to say that this is something i appreciated more than i would in most movies because it's a montage of how she's going to spend her days at home now that she's able to do that this almost gave me young adult vibes, like productive, like mom, young adult vibes, but oh. still that same like monotony and like end of the day, like, do you really feel that great about what you did? Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, I mean, was she on her pills yet? So here we were, I'm up to babies, shooting with babies and the fucking, I'm just, I'm like being, I'm breaking the fourth wall. That's my whole perspective here. Like shooting with babies is very difficult. Mm-hmm. I saw the baby totally looking at the boom, like you know. There's like a you know that kind of stuff takes me out of movies. I'm I'm cursed with that. Um, I love examples of that, and our audience tracks that too. So more, give me some more of the juice, baby, because I I want I don't want to be held back from your nuggets. <laughs> Just like that baby nugget, I don't want to be held back from it. What do you mean? I would you give anything for that little baby that they p- played at the end of this just to play with it for a day. Yeah. You know, and squeeze its little legs and like, <laughs> you know. I love it. Then help it, it watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> Take it to the park. Like, 
That's it. Maybe push it down a stroller and have it roll down almost into the water. Oh, my God. Are we up to that scene? Oh, no, that's we're doing the montage still. So we're going through the montage. She's feeding the baby on the couch. Uh, their decor is awful, by the way. She scrubs the pans and cleans the dishes. She changes the baby. She eats in front of the open fridge. I don't know if we're supposed to read that as her, like, pigging out in some way or if her not, like, she doesn't not giving herself the time she needs to eat. I took it as, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, you're constantly eating on the fly. I think that, that's true. I mean, she's enjoying it. You're grazing all day. All, all day. Yeah. I relate to the graze, dude. <laughs> she unpacks an office. She pumps her breast milk. Nice insert shot of the pump sort of humming along and then it dripping into the bottle. Um, like, why like, that close up? I don't know. Come on. Like, what, what? I actually thought that was a little Mr. Rogers and artful. Like, I thought it was like a little bit like learning. Okay. I didn't mind it. All right. I learned a little. Um, she watches a little bit of the news. She feeds the baby. She makes the bed. She lays on it. Her da- daughter starts crying, so she looks at the monitor she's holding. She Labeled has- baby monitor, yeah. by the way. I, okay, when you watch this, just in case you don't know that this little TV with a baby on it is a baby monitor, we're going to write baby monitor on it. Oh, that was a meeting. Sorry. I wonder if it was a shout out to Baby Monitor, Sound of Fear. <laughs> One of the best Lifetime movies ever. Wow. Um, she weighs herself and she doesn't like the number, so she strips naked and weighs herself again. She still hates the number. She stares at herself in the all? bathroom mirror. I know, relatable. She, and um, she goes to take one of her pills before flushing it down the toilet. And I, I, I'm disturbed with the just leaving it out. You're taking your pills because you're not feeling well. I mean, there's a real, like, real postpartum depression is real. For them to ignore it, come on, give us a shout. Well, I think that that's the point, is that like she is sort of not treating herself. Right, but it's, it, yeah. I know, it can't be supposed to be. Because that's always supposed to mean, like, in movies, like, I think I'm better, than, like, I think I'm better with my disease. Right, right, yes. Throwing down the medication, getting rid of it, you're, you're uh, yeah, you're starting a new path. I get it. But, I mean, I mean, fuck. if that's the if that yeah, you want to move past that, get to the get to the fucking murder. I mean, if you see it once, you see it a thousand times. A toss and depressants, yes, you know, antidepressants. <laughs> all right, yeah. But also, wait, can I, uh, just a side note. I felt bad first of all for the HD and the shooting, but her skin was so bad throughout the movie, which is real, especially when your mom, your hormones are going crazy. But yeah. as an actress, how did she, I was I was I felt for her. I think that I mean it's possible that that was also like done a little bit on purpose i don't know i think maybe i mean it, maybe it, she is a new mom yeah that 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 actually made it the most realistic of it all her pimples todd that is so cruel no no but it was so blatant like come on i'm sorry i'm this is this is me i'm this is what i'm looking at i'm not i'm not looking, just, I'm looking i don't at use hd because i think it's rude it is rude yeah <laughs> i think it's like Right. Why do I, I, why would I, who needs to see that? It ruins porn. Ew. <laughs> I'm sure it does. I like never look at porn. And when I do, I'm always surprised how like unattractive the people are a lot of the time. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. I'm like, these are the people everyone's watching fuck? Like, yeah, that's surprising to me, you All know. Right. But we digress. Um. Anyway, so she's playing with her clothes. She does yoga in the living room. She goes on, <laughs> but ready? She goes on Target.com and buys herself a three hundred and forty nine and ninety nine cent jogging stroller. 
So mm. Target.com is a huge placement. Right. I mean, you got to get it cleared. We had Secret Deodorant this year. We have Target.com. Like These are huge placements. Yeah. Her husband. He asked her uh, what she did that day. Honestly, uh, to me, it actually looked like a lot. Like the monotony of those chores is kind of a lot. Oh, you'll run your head into a wall after like month two. Yeah, it's just like a cycle. Um, I think people, yeah, misjudge that. So um, she asked him, oh my God, we're at our rework and there's literally like a fucking boxed lunch moment happening across from us. (laughs) Clearly some sort of like family reunion as well. Yeah. Um, Well, welcome to the podcast, Someone's always grinding more than you. So she asked him if he knew that soaps are uh, still on for lonely housewives who want to live out their high school drama. (laughs) And he's like, hey, I liked high school. And she goes, okay, prom king. And he goes, no, homecoming queen. Much cooler. Who defends high school? Like, you can be like, no, you can be like, oh, like, high school was a good time. But, like, when someone says they hate high school, how could you be like, you're offending my thing. Yeah. Like, but anyway, so he's like, will you give me a back massage? And he does it, you know, um, because he's not a monster. And she tells him that <laughs> um, she used the gift card that his parents gave them today. She got a jogging stroller. It's like a regular stroller, but you can jog with it. Um, so she asked him to need a little lower on his back. And we see an insert of him working on her lower back. And then apropos of nothing, this man says, um, you're not looking at the scale again, are you? And, like, what? what? I didn't understand. Like, was he? Because, like, why show her back? And if not to bring up the scale again, was it because of the jogging stroller? Did she have rolls? No, it just was like, it was nothing. It was just like an, another. I'm like, dude, you're just taking up time with all these insert shots. Yeah. Our That's director like, loves his insert shots. So um, he's like, I just want you to be healthy. Staying, you know, staying off that thing seems to be better. And she's like, listen, it's already started. Um, he does that thing where he mentions that she loves running, so it would be good for her to have a stroller. And she says no one loves running except for masochists. And he's like, well, Olympians love winning, running. She's like, no, they really love winning. And so do you. The defense rests your honor. Who the, who the fuck are these people? What is going on? Like, like literally, whatever. I'm going to skip ahead. She gets her fucking jogging stroller. <laughs> That's the, there we go. Let's start the story. She gets to an incline and hits the brake on the stroller. But, of course, uh, some kids run along and hit the stroller. So, basically, she's jogged out to a park. And yeah, I saw that. That, that was the break, you know. I mean, I don't know. I think you could sue those kids. <laughs> sue the kids? Yeah, I give think me you your can candy, sue kids. The kids. Um, but also, if I ever was in charge of a stroller, like if I were to ever, for some reason, acquire a kid or like whatever, uh-huh. have one in a stroller, I wouldn't even go near a hill. No, I would drive that shit and out turn- to a flat land, <laughs> yes. and then and then maybe you know, you move in I, Oklahoma. It's so weird that strollers go in the front. That's a jog. What do you mean? Like you push the baby into traffic first. Oh yeah, and I and it's and it's horrible to see these parents using their kids in a stroller as a as a barrier. What's up? You're gonna hit me? Yeah, you do see really? that. Oh, really? You You're gonna put that. your kid in through the side? I have a baby, sir. Yeah. Well, it's almost like the double. Like fuck you. You can't afford to hit this. You know what I mean? Right. That's kind of like the thing where it's like. If you hit a baby and a mom, <laughs> yeah. your life's over. 
done. And so it's instilling a, a, a rational fear. It's a healthy fear to instill, no, but you, it's still your baby a is a fucked. weapon. I that's why I don't want to have a kid because I feel like I would just be like, I would be like, hello, I like had, I'm like doing this. Can you just like let me go? <laughs> it's, it's, I, not, it's not even like a selfishness it's just a fucking attitude man like no, it I, is about an attitude and i yeah i like love kids i would only want a kid to be born into like a fucking family that would not use their body as a weapon and traffic <laughs> but i also just as a safety i'm such an anxious person why the fuck you putting babies in uh, something with wheels to begin with i, I agree it's wild. I mean, but they do have it attached to your belt, apparently, as a rudder stroller. So there is no... So I don't think she was using the proper safety features. They have these little steps. I saw in Manhattan that you can put onto the back of a stroller. So, like, your three- to four-year-olds can hold on to the back of the stroller. Yeah. I was, like, blown away by that invention. It used to be, used to be the basket, but yeah, I guess. It was, the like, bar. the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen. It's, like, a little step you can attach to the back. Um, so this blonde woman stands up from the grass and intercepts a stroller. Natalie doesn't come out of her slow-mo until she locks eyes with the baby. You can feel, They do a good job of giving you that panic. I had bad anxiety when that happened. It, it was, like, you know, I would have preferred a telenovela style. Right. You know? Bad cuts and over dramatic, and then landing to the to the moment. I'm just scared of bad things happening, man. Like it really got to me. I know. So let's pick up to there and go to Natalie and Grace meeting in the park for the first time. Remember when you hear the wind chimes? That means we're at Grace's house. So that's where we switch scenes. Oh. Uh, Twelve oh four to fifteen fifty two. nightmares where I make these awful mistakes, but this was real. This actually happened. I mean, I mean, if she got into the water. Let's not think about that, okay? Thank you. Thank you. Ah! <laughs> I'm Natalie, by the way. Grace. Amazing Grace. <laughs> My mother used to call me that. He's beautiful. How old? We'll be one next month, won't we? Oh, this is Hannah. Sorry. My head my head's still spinning. Oh, you're fine. She's what, five, six months? Almost six. Yeah. She's precious. You, you don't sound like you're from here. No. Um, two of us moved here last year. J- just the two of you? Yeah, I I was married. Almost two years. He wasn't ready for kids. I got pregnant, and that was that. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm. Don't be. Keeping Thomas was more important than trying to sustain a suffocating marriage. <laughs> How about you? Uh, yeah, my husband and I just moved here two weeks ago, up on Saddle Creek. Really? <laughs> oh my gosh, we're neighbors. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're neighbors. <laughs> 
I love the wind chimes. Thanks. <laughs> this really sweet couple used to live here. I couldn't believe they wanted to leave it. Wow, this is like my dream home. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I saw the space, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Oh, please, uh, take a load off. Okay. <sighs> Mimosa? Oh, no, I'm okay. I still need to pump. Oh, I knew you weren't a formula mom. I mean, no judgment, but <sighs> mother's milk is just so important to the baby. Oh, you know what? Here, have some of mine. That way you don't have to worry about it and we can have a toast. Honestly, it's no big deal. I have extra. I've been donating to the children's hospital. I'm really okay. I, I probably should go soon anyway and fit in a nap. Okay, well, if you ever need a break. Got more in the basement downstairs. So. Virgin for the responsible mother. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> to new friendships. And real life superheroes. <laughs>
Ew. <laughs> okay. So we all have sweaters. As okay, so we were like got to talking a little bit because we chiefed, and then we started to walk into the WeWork and yes, um, chiefed. What a fucking fabulous! You're not a boomer, by the way. You're Gen X, right? Yeah, I'm Gen X. Um. Okay. Good. Yeah. That's cl- that's 69, a good set to claim. Baby. Yeah, I don't think my mom's a boomer either. Like, thank God. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, she's, she's... um. I was planning on throwing that around if I went home for the holidays. As, okay, as expired as the meme appears to be. Uh, my uh, response is, okay, participation trophy. Oh, hell yeah. Um, That's really... That's so lame, Todd. <laughs> is it? <laughs> it's like, yeah. But here's like, a trophy. <laughs> yeah, it's like that makes you not Gen X. Shit. Makes me boomer? That's like Don't a pretty flip. boomer. You're flipping on me. I mean, Shit. no, you flipped it on yourself, man. Oh, sometimes, sometimes the uh, harsh, our harshest enemy is ourselves. Oh, you know? <laughs> I mean, I, I find myself it. playing myself all the time. All right, but we were talking a little bit about the mommy group background, and I was asking you, like, how, like I find it so dark to think that there's like groups of moms all over this damn country who get together and get shit faced together, and that's yeah. like their common bond, like. I'm party for, girls will I'm always be party, party girls. But I'm all for a party. But like, there's no way that you could pay me. I could never be so. I'm too. That's why hashtag only child life is like the way to go. Because like, I, I'm <laughs> fine not having friends. Like, yes. I literally would be fine not having a bunch of other moms to get drunk. But the with. first 15 minutes of this movie told us otherwise. She's got to get out of that, but not get out of that house. But the stroller never, brought her out. Now but, there's more people. Like her. Oh my gosh, there is a light. I'm not alone. I was sort of praying for some like real alcoholic behavior though. Yeah, unicorn mom looking, style. No, oh, yeah. What's a unicorn mom? Oh, that's a bunch of uh here in Southern California, a bunch of moms who are not ashamed to party like they're eighteen, um, hire a sitter and get rolled in home and have the husband take care of things in the morning. Guys, we'll get right back into the fascinating conversation I was just having with my guest. But first, I want to tell you about something really exciting, a product that's helping bring the show to you today, and also one that is really close to home because I use it almost every single day. So ever since it first hit the market, CBD oil has been a game changer for me. I'm sure if you guys have been listening for a while, you know that I deal with chronic pain and, of course, crippling anxiety. If you haven't heard me say that before, maybe everything about my personality would have been a clue to you that I'm not always feeling so great. And treating these specific things hasn't always been easy without pharmaceuticals or just absolutely loading up on ibuprofen, which is awful for you. But the thing with CBD is that you can't always be confident that whatever product you're using is the good stuff until now. Feels, F-E-A-L-S, has premium CBD that will keep your head clear and help you feel your best. They know that navigating the world of CBD can be complicated and want to make it easy for you to find out what you need so you can feel better sooner. Feels does something really cool that I want to make sure to highlight because I don't think I've ever seen anyone do this before. They offer a free CBD hotline and tech support to help you through your delivery process. And that includes even ordering and figuring out what it is you need. You can literally just call them up and say, hey, I want to try CBD. These are my issues. This is the sort of pain level I'm working at. And they will work with you to help you find your solution. It's a completely transparent process and completely personal, as personal as you want it to be. 
It's a liquid CBD, so when it shows up to your door, you're going to just take out the little bottles, squeeze some drops underneath your tongue, and in minutes, you're going to start feeling relief. If you ever have any questions about what exactly is in your bottle, you can always scan the QR code that comes on every package. It's a unique QR code that lets you know all the details about what exactly is in your CBD oil. One thing I want to add, and I've been like hemming and hawing about how to say this, but I want to acknowledge that because I'm talking to you about a possible solution for serious things like anxiety and sleeplessness and pain and headaches, I want to say I know you guys are good people, you're hardworking people, and you have things in your life that you need to show up for and show up to. And so I take this seriously. I would never talk about something like this in a way that was false, especially because I know that so many of us have a hard time with great health care and getting the treatments that we need. And I absolutely understand why so many people turn to harder things just to get them through the day. That's what a lot of us need is just get through the day. It's all that matters. The incredible thing about Feels is that the product actually exceeds the price point. I have shopped for CBD in five different states this year. Yes, nearly every time I travel, I find myself going to buy some CBD at whatever store I can find that sells it locally, and it is marked up like crazy. I'm never not traveling with feels again. The prices that I see in different stores, especially like in the South where maybe anything sort of remotely marijuana related would be a little bit more illicit, it's being charged like it's some sort of like hipster product. And that's not necessarily what it needs to be at all. It can be a first class experience at the price it should be and not the price it could be. And that's, I think, the big difference is that feels actually they seem to care about you. Um, So... Let me just say that Feels has me feeling so much better, and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash mother may I and taking advantage of their special offer just for nacho experts. 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash M-O-T-H-E-R-M-A-Y-I to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash Mother May I. What was like one of the craziest, you know, mommy group moments for you in your Uh, fatherhood? Because you were, you know, the father too children who had a mother yeah uh, my wife's really cool (laughs) no drama so it was interesting to watch the journey of uh, a mom who when you become a mom you're abandoned by all of your single friends as much as they say they'll be supportive they just go away so there there lies in the need for a mommy group and then the mommy group you got to find your style you got to find your vibe so it was interesting where i was just telling you is that usually when you hang out with people it's people your same age because you're going through the same thing now in mommy groups you could be you're all uh, uh bound by the same you could be 25 you could be 45 but you all have four month olds so you're friends see that seems so dumb to me i'm like it we i was in the mix with kids of different ages which is just, like also allows to a lot of bullying and being left out and like right. all sorts of other things <laughs> yes but like i could never choose my friend by like the month of my child's life i would i would absolutely because they're the only ones to relate because those for i mean the first years are just Not every, dog, every day you, is a new day if you have a one-year-old you relate to having a four-month-old you do but you're onto your one-year-old shit 
God. Walking. Get oh, guys, get over oh, it. No, wait, you gotta be in it, and you're gonna be like, holy shit, Todd get over was right your about kids, being a man. Mom. You know, I don't know. Just talk to them like humans for sure. Yes, no puppy hide, no hide puppy voices. It's so weird. <laughs> what? Stop that. Talk yeah. to them like people. Yeah. I'm on that train. I mean, I I understand the impulse. I do it to wags, but I also will have a really, you know, adult conversation with wags. I know you do. You know, and I'll really be. Not I know it's not the same, but no. But sometimes then adults just have to reason with each other. You know, when there's nope. a mini adult in there waiting to grow up. Yeah, and you got to give them the tools mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. No, but there there was a mom in the friend group who would talk to you like she was talking to the first grade girls softball team at all times. Oh, really? Oh, I couldn't even. I'm not gonna. I couldn't even be around her. Do an example. Hey, Todd, how are you? How was your day today? I saw Rachel at the bakery. Do you think that ever came off? Like, do you think when she went home, like, she was like, yeah, (laughs) like, today was fine. Let's watch Roseanne. I I don't think so, but I would love to be there for 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 the transition. The rage must be crazy. Yeah, I want to see that deep um, buried sadness. Wow. You know, some pe- people who are performative like that and do it what seems like effortlessly blow my mind. Because I think, yeah, because you have already accepted as their character. Right. Right? Right. Yeah, I... Hmm. Even like at a funeral, same tone, same pitch, same level. So how'd you guys uh, split up? Kids got older? Yeah, kids get older. That's that's the amazing thing. Then you don't have to go to the recitals anymore. When does it sort of stop? Like it's stopped for us where you can now choose not to be a part of. when It, 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 it stops when the kids have opinions of, them, of the other kids. I okay. don't want to hang out with that kid now. Okay. So they can have a voice. Like so like eighth grade. Yeah. Maybe younger. I think eighth grade is accurate, you know. Yeah, I think sixth to eighth grade. Oof, the tension in that sounds so miserable. It's like hard. I would just, ra- I would rather have online friends. Yeah, I think that's what this generation does now. Is that's how they? You Did know, you see Don't Fuck with Cats? No, I, I, no, I should, huh? I'm a real body moving. If you guys don't know, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you gotta watch Don't Fuck with Cats. It, it really brought that- me back to my darker internet days. So this, so the, the concept was this kid was killed kittens online and this woman was like i'm finding this person no matter what it takes um like a whole facebook group and she was like sort of one of the leads in helping figure this out there was another guy um john green i believe his name was i'd love to see it but um yeah it's on netflix so like if you have it it's like free already okay you know what i mean it's not free but that's how i i think about netflix as free uh, yeah, that's crazy. It's because it's, it's, it's called a sticky subscription. You don't even see the money coming out. Yeah, it just I, happens. I just like for me when I'm like, oh, like, oh yeah, it's free on Netflix. And I'm like, no, bitch, <laughs> no, you fucking free. pay it for Netflix, dog. How much do we pay? Let's build inform. a relationship. How much are we paying? Everybody, remember, you're paying fifteen ninety nine. There are still people I think that have the DVD service. Oh, I get two red envelopes every week. No. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> um so yeah um but wait can i talk about cats first of all i don't like cats and um the movie that too but the animal oh but and i know i'm watching the wrong programming when a cat commercial pops up 
Oh, snap. I should not be watching this, a.k.a. Lifetime movies. You will see cat food commercials in Lifetime movies. I mean, my issue with that is it's more stereotypical than it is I mind the programming. No, but no, they want to target an audience who think own cats. That's what I'm saying is I'm like, just because you watch Lifetime, like, you know, you can watch History Channel and own cats. But they don't advertise on there. That's it's like fucked up. It's, yeah, it's generalizing. It is. I don't like that. It's, it, no, they're just laser light. Tweet at Lifetime if you don't like being generalized about liking <laughs> about cats. your love of cats. Yeah, if you like cats <laughs> and you feel attacked by that, fucking. You're I don't Adam. even own cats, but I I I want one. Okay. I love. I I grew up with them. Oh, they're just like like they're also man's best friend, you know. Are they? I, I, I don't have a lot of experience because I'm allergic. So. Okay. Um. <laughs> they walk around like they own the place. Oh, well, so. cool uh, fucking early podcast cat attack. I'm sure that's going <laughs> to play super well for me. Um, first, Todd gets me copyright stricken for. <laughs> and then, okay, so Grace tells Natalie that there's this mom group. We know this. Natalie joins her husband in bed that night. He's like, you look really happy. And she's like, it was a roller coaster of a day. The stroller nearly killed the girl, like our girl. And then we met Grace. It felt like fate. And he like laughs at it, and she's like, "No, actually, like I really need some fucking friends. Like <laughs> this, I'm majorly alone." There's a continuity error where she's sitting up um, when she says that she felt like fate. Then after she he chuckles, she's laying down like she's been there for an hour. Um, he says that he's glad that everyone's okay, and that she's glad she met someone who's close. Um, they're starting. He's working on this new project. It's a big deal. Um, it's going to be taking up a lot of his time. Always. Um, exactly. <laughs> She starts to take her shirt off to reveal her nude bra. Um, and she asks him mm. if they wanted to take a moment to themselves. He asked for a rain check that weekend. Yo. Um, I don't like that. Uh-huh. First week at the new jobs. Got a big project. Yep. Sorry. Not for me. Going to be working late. So she draws a bath and she comes down to the kitchen um, in a towel to pour herself some water. While she's there, she is a dark dog barking its head off in the distance she's in the bath when she hears the baby start to cry shows that the monitor so defeated she comforts her baby baby monitor brings her into the bath with her and starts to fall asleep when she's holding her that scared me even her bringing the baby into the bath in such an emotionally distraught state i I felt away it felt like the shining for a minute yeah it was a lot so she basically has this little nightmare um that was scary Dream within a dream uh, where she drowns her daughter and then wakes up again. It's like actually kind of a graphic scene. Yeah. I had a hard time watching it. I was surprised by it, actually. She weeps into the bathtub. Her husband never comes to comfort her, but she's, you know, she's just alone in this. How do you not hear your spouse like sobbing in the next room? You're playing video games, man. (laughs) He's he's screaming on Twitch and his screaming. (laughs) He's gonna fuck up his job. He's gonna yeah, streaming. Yeah, eleven I, to twelve. I'm on lockdown, babe. He could be the next ninja, though. And for that, you know, <laughs> we have to appreciate a man with drive. Let's wait twenty twenty two to twenty two oh seven. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I have to drop Marco off at my mom's. The bridge is a nightmare. You're fine. <sighs> Where's Thomas? Take care. I had a bunch of errands to run, so. I thought you had today off. Well, Garland is sick, so I'm covering for a few hours. 
Maria is an ER doctor. Oh. I, I'm finishing my last year of residency. Sorry, Natalie? Yeah, oh, yeah, and um, this is Hannah. Oh. This is Luna. And Marco is my four-year-old, but he's not really restaurant-friendly. So, is Hannah your first? Yeah. Okay, you'll see. When she gets a little bit older, she will get much less portable. Mm. Natalie wrangles children for a living. Oh, yeah? Are you a teacher? Yeah, well, um, I was. Recently, my, my mother passed away, and she was going to stay home with the kids while I went back to work, so... Right now, I'm just sort of taking a break. I lost my mom a few years ago, so I know what that's like. Knowing she's never going to be able to meet your daughter. But staying home with your baby, that is so admirable. The connection that you're making. Yeah, I told her to enjoy it. You got the rest of your life to work, but this time with your baby only happens once. And you can check up on your husband. Maria, stop. He's just not good at communicating, that's all. Gotta tell him how you feel. Uh, she thinks Tony's cheating on her. I'm just telling you, if I find her, I'll scalp with a bit. <laughs> Maria. <laughs> She's kidding. <laughs> This is where Natalie's going to have another. I do like that car music. Let's leave that little extra piece in. I liked the car music. Um, while she's listening to this dreamy little Sarah McLaughlin sort of sound alike, right. um, she sees that Hannah is missing or slumped over in her car seat. It's not exactly clear what's going on. She puts on the brake and she looks back. Hannah's just sitting there. She's being the cutest in this moment that she's been the whole movie. I think this is where my chunk comes in. <laughs> I think this is where my. This is the seventh baby. Yeah, is. she's my. She's my favorite baby. So <laughs> Natalie has experienced what um, basically is like a PTSD flashback. That night, she apologizes to her husband for making him feed Hannah so that she could get them dinner faster. Why? And he's what a like, horrible way to... What are you doing? That's okay. Daddy can feed me too sometimes, right? That's what he says to his daughter, which I hate when people speak passive-aggressively through their children. Yes. Like that. It's horrible. so annoying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I... I don't know if they were doing that to give him a chance to be good guy, but it also like made me feel like, why are you, why there's had to be another way to apologize for that without, without her like, or another way to make him say that without her apologizing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like her coming in already being the, like, I'm sorry, I'm bothering you with our child. She'd be like, bitch, feed that kid, change him. I'm going out with my friends. That's, that's the vibe. (laughs) <laughs> right right that's also what natalie does she doesn't seem like this character she doesn't seem like apologizing for him touching the baby right like she's also asking for a massage like she's someone who like can assert what she wants in this world right very weird character choice right. um let's play twenty two fifty two to twenty four twenty four so spill the deets how was mommy group oh that makes it sound like we were drinking rose and getting pedicures <laughs> Sorry, it was very unwelcome. It was. Thank you. Hey, try this. Mmm. Uh, mmm. Perfetto. Grace calls it the tribe. Oh. Maria's an ER doctor, and Roz was in the Peace Corps and started this nonprofit. I mean, they're like super moms. I'm totally out of my league. Mm, what's Grace do again? I don't know. She's super fit, so maybe a personal trainer or. She can afford one. She's divorced, so I'm sure that's part of it. 
Oh, in that house, she's certainly not on a teacher's salary. Nat, you're an amazing teacher. I know. And with your experience and the letters of reference you've got, you're gonna be able to find a job when you want. You know that, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, if you're not ready to go back yet, that's fine too. But when you are ready, we'll figure it out. You're a super mom too, you know. See? Thank you. Oh. <laughs> and what's that? Maria just followed me on Instagram. Oh, is that the doctor? Mm-hmm. Wow, look at us. We have doctor friends now. You're a Thai guy. It's a part of the lifestyle, babe. Oh, just when I was beginning to question our choices. Mm-hmm. Didn't she just house calls? You know, for friends? Oh, only prostate exams. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is she cute? That was so unwoke of me. Um, when he said that, I was like, so you said that sounded like a note. I thought that sounded like the writer trying to get his. It's too late 30 minutes in this movie you're trying to establish this character. As like, and also that even like where we are in time. Yeah. You know, you know, the minute you, uh, yeah. That's the last two years, you know? Um, So down the street, Maria helps her son brush her teeth. He asks when daddy's going to come home, and she says later on he works late to take care of us. So when he comes home, it's like 10 p.m. Let's just say I was very much getting Real Housewives in New York when Jules' husband, Michael, came back from like 45 minutes late to the dinner they're supposed to go to, and he says he has to take a shower before they go out. Like... You are, you literally. You smell like stripper and have glitter in your crotch. I'm getting big. I'm getting big <laughs> washing woman off of you vibes, yeah. you know? Um, real fucking gross shit. So <laughs> he says he has to go take a shower. Is the sun in bed? And she's like, yeah, I asked where you were. So when we go to Hannah's where she's crying in the middle of the night. Oh, Hannah's being the baby of Natalie. We go to Natalie's oh. rather. And Hannah's crying in the middle of the night. The husband's like, do you want me to help you get like involved or should I do something? And she's like, no, 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 no I got this. She uses time to catch up on Instagram. Now, this is crazy. Let's talk about this. Yes. This is mirroring my behavior towards your fake daughter on Instagram. <laughs> she goes through Grace's photos and writes cuties on a photo of the mom group at a party. Um, so that's her uh, just making herself known. I'm part of this now. Then she sees a post on a picture of her and Thomas, and it's from Savannah B. It says, I know who you really are. Natalie clicks on the account, and the entire grid is just the same image. It's also a profile pic. It looks like something, like a graphic you would commission for a blog in 2013. (laughs) You know, if you were like a cool female writer. She tells her husband about it the next morning. The comment has now been deleted. He says it sounds like some sort of internet freak. She gets ready for the day. Um, he's surprised that she's doing her makeup. Is that what you're calling makeup. them out? Internet freaks? Yeah, that's what he says. The woke guy is saying that? Yeah. He's woke. Fuck, you're right. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Are there people who are just inherently internet freaks? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a... I think a catfish might be an internet freak. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I think it's a big pool. You just think the word freak isn't very No, woke. like, to say internet freak. To blow it off. Oh, it's just one of those internet freaks. Right. No, it's, it's a kind of dismissing person. the weight of it. Right. You know? Um, shit. So he's getting ready. Um, surprised that she's he's surprised that she's doing her makeup and she says she's tired of looking tired, you know, and he's like, Maybe you should talk to Maria about that. 
Maybe it's time to get off the medication. Oh, I hated that. This is where I wrote, find your wife a real doctor, not the (laughs) ER doctor in her mommy group. This is insane. She should have a doctor in this city anyway by now. Right. Like, they have a baby and a fucking new mom. They they should have had doctors before they left. Why the fuck would he suggest she talks to an ER doctor and discloses confidential medical details to her in, instead of going to an actual doctor that can long term de- like treat her depression, it's fucking insane to me. Yeah, there was there there is not a person on this crew that has depression or is an actual mom. I don't know. I just like the this husband has no sack, man. Back on your pills, man, baby. Hey, baby, take take those pills. So she's like, you know what? I stopped taking my pills a while ago. <laughs> my pills. <laughs> He's like, you know, are you still having those weird daydreams? And she's like, no, not really. So um, he's like, but follow up with Maria for a second opinion. And then she mentions, um, okay, like, but also Maria's husband is a contractor. He might be a good contact for you for the youth recreation center or whatever this project is. It's taking him away from his family. Right. Sounds like cheating to me. Jeffrey Epstein all over it. <laughs> Ryan says that they should um, just have a barbecue. Maybe oh, get everyone that, oh. together. All right. Now this is the first time. Yeah. You've seen the death. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. He's like, I'll get the grill I've been looking at. And she goes, there it is. Oh, what a, what, a, little... what a suburban dad thing. Oh, we're in suburbia. I got to talk about the grill. Because we have no character. But you dads love your love, grill, though. Dads love grilling. Don't don't act like I. Come on. We talked a lot about chicken thighs in that windowless room. Uh, uh, we did. You were in a real chicken thigh stage. Oh, we were. I was marinating those, putting those on a on a Weber with charcoal. Mm-hmm. I can't see a chicken thigh without thinking about you. Me neither. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. No, I really have been thinking about um, you and the chicken thighs for years. Well, I don't know why. It just really stuck with me. You know, I think I've, I haven't had them in a while. Time of my Put them back in the rotation. Yeah. Have what other meats have you been enjoying in the meantime? Not really. That's it. I kind of were kind of low. Actually, the Beyond Burger is now the new non-meat meat, which is good, but absolutely what's wrong with society. We go to the barbecue. Maria and her husband come in, and she also brings her mom, Christine, who is holding a pie. Natalie says she's heard so much about Tony. Um, no one knows how to react to that for some reason. Um, Maria asks her where Grace is, and she says she's literally right across the yard. We can see that she and Grace have some views of each other's yards. Um, they're shrubbery, but there are rooms on each side that can see into each other. Natalie asks Roz where her husband is, and she says that he's traveling. Um, still no again. So this man travels all the time. So Roz, I actually like a lot. She is the friend who said that she had her mom died. Right. Um, and she is like really, I don't know. I think that she has a really good part and I wish that the actress had like either been able to rise to the occasion or, uh, that it was written better. Cause I thought that she had a really good story in part. Yes. Pivotal parts. So Ross says that um, she knew what she was getting into when she married him. They met in the Peace Corps. She knew that he wouldn't settle down and get a normal job. That man doesn't know how to stay in one place. So Grace comes in and Natalie admires her legs right away. There's a lot of envy around Grace for all the moms. Um, She's like, the backyard's great. I can kind of see it from my backyard, but it's brighter than I thought. Um, She asks if uh, Ryan's working the grill and he turns around to meet Amazing Grace. She says that Natalie is so sweet. You can tell that Natalie is internalizing this conversation like right away. Like 
she is not cool with her husband being warm towards not for I mean woman. since jump I mean maybe if they were talking extensively throughout the party but she was on his shit right away well that's why she's staring at her legs the moment she walks in the room like a fucking creep because yeah. she's like you know ingesting all of it she's like you know starting to fix her eye on her right. in a way it's very Caroline and Natalie um <laughs> Do you know that story? No. It's Caroline Calloway and Natalie Beach. I'll send you the story. It's very interesting. I love it. So mm-hmm. she opens the door to walk into the kitchen. And that's where Tony and Roz are. And Tony, um, Roz is being confronted by Tony. And they're being like, why wouldn't you tell me the truth? Why would I lie about that? Um, and she, right away, it looks sketchy. It looks like something is going on between the yes, two of them. I where saw that. I was like, what's up? It's a lover's quarrel 100%. that they appear to have. Um, but Natalie, in front of too many people, though. Not smart. No, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, you can tell that they don't talk often, and so they kind of have to do it here, but right, it it's passionate, my friend. So Natalie puts Hannah down in her room, and um, she looks out over the party. From what she can see, it looks like Ryan is flirting with Grace by the barbecue. Bianca is shooting Tony a dirty look. Ryan and Natalie are cleaning up after the party in silence. This is... I think a familiar scene for everyone. Uh, 3238 to 3358. Well, you two seem to really get along. Oh, Grace? Yeah. You seem nice. And hot, right? Come on. I saw you, Ryan. Saw me what? Nothing. Just noticing. I was being friendly. Nah, okay. I get it. I wasn't flirting. I'm not trying to start anything. Seems like you are. Do you still find me attractive? Yes. I think something's going on between Roz and Tony. What? Well, I walked in on them right here, like whispering about something. I don't know. I could feel it. Um, you, uh, talked to Maria yet? What? About the medicine. What are you saying? Nothing. I'm just... Do you think I'm being paranoid? Is that what you're saying? No, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I just want you to be happy. Taking a pill doesn't make me happy. Okay. Oh wait. Uh, okay. Okay. I gotta talk about this scene real fast because it happened in a kitchen, and we will soon find out that this is writing one hundred and one. Sorry, I'm going a little industry on this. No, I love this. We do this a lot if we can. Do we? If we have the pleasure. It's you don't base a whole plot on a misunderstanding. This is a misunderstanding, and if you remember the famous show Three's Company, mm-hmm. starring Jack Tripper, Suzanne Somers, and Joyce Dewitt. And, of course, Don Knotts as the landlord who every episode was based on him misunderstanding something while he's fixing the sink. And somebody said something. Look at those melons. Whoa. Racy. All based on a misunderstanding. So, kids, right authentic, right true, right organic. So, you can't can't write it based on a misunderstanding? It's just lazy. Oh. Well, this whole movie wasn't based on a misunderstanding. Just that scene. Yeah, just that scene, yes. Well, can, here's, can I tell which, you... The, which propels the plot forward. This is the kind of thing that I thought the misunderstanding was appropriate for. This is why you don't throw a party if your <laughs> yeah. marriage is remotely in trouble. 
Because there's going to be this download at the end of the day. There's always a download after the end, especially with the baby. Uh-huh. You know, you're cleaning up after a barbecue, which is actually quite a messy endeavor. People always think barbecue easy. Yes. Barbecue's dirty. It is. But guess what? My wife and I together, we, we attack it like robots. It's it's like it's like well, a dance. Yeah. That, after 75 years of marriage, uh, exactly. the two of you have a fucking program <laughs> laid out. We joke about it too. Happy 50th, honey. But, but yeah, I mean, you got to get the plan in place. But they don't, these people are too, they're too fresh in their own bullshit to be dealing with this. And, um, you know, I I don't know. I I felt this fight was familiar. And the misunderstanding here set up a lot that, like, thankfully we don't really have to go through with them as husband and wife. Sorry, I just burped. Sorry, America. Hold on, movie. Um, John Mulaney just did this really funny bit about burping, talking through your burps um, on some like talk show. <laughs> like the funny. clip came up on YouTube, and I was like, "Yeah, that's definitely legit." It was with Jerry <laughs> Seinfeld. It was like some comedians and car, whatever. Right. Funny because it's true. Um, love a good love a good clip. I love that. I I watch a lot of clips, not so many TV shows, but I'm very clip heavy. Yeah, we're life. clip generation, generation clip. Mm-hmm. That's all we have. The our, us uh, ADDs have time for. Yeah. Oh, that is really true. Yeah. Uh, but then at the same time, I'll rewatch the same documentary 45 times, uh, like learning nothing. So we're going to just sort of pick up here after that. After that conversation, uh, Natalie's ready for a good cry, but she's not getting down. She's up the next day. Happy. She hits the road going for a jog. But then when she goes by Grace's house, she sees that the door is ajar. So she steps up to the door and um she you know does the hey you know you're home um and then when she starts to step out grace is right behind her she's like i was just taking the trash out um grace is it was very i mean we we know grace is a psycho at this point we do know that there's something very you know fractured with grace but um it was a little also it was very on the nose yes so she gives her a glass of water, and Grace says that she has so much fun on uh, Saturday. They love their she, water on the show. They love they love beverages. Oh yeah, like any chance they Good can. Space work while you're acting. Yeah, yeah. They got to find something else though. Oh, maybe things have chop up an apple. Wrong. Yes, I love an apple chop. Me too. Because I love to also see some nice produce. Yeah, definitely got to be honey crisp. Oh. I'm Macintosh all the Ooh, way. Dog. Such an East Coast girl with Mac. And also Macau and apples. Those are dank. Like I would literally I would shoot someone. Really? I would, I would shoot someone. I'm going to the market. I, after. Think, <laughs> I think, yeah, give me the list, man. If I'll do anything for some sweet, sweet Macauans. Um, they're out of season though, so your family's safe for the year. <laughs> Everyone's for my safe. Macau rage. Um, not your family, I mean like everyone listening. I'm just letting them know. No, I'm not like every yeah. I'm not going to kill you guys um, for apples. So she offers her a glass of water. We get that. Amazing. Um, she says that she loves Ryan. What a catch. You're such a lucky girl. Oh. Um, oh. That's that's a direct hit. That is a punch to the gut. There's a lot of ones that you like when it's misinterpreted. Like I definitely have said things like, oh, my God, you're like such a sweetheart or something like that. And like I've seen the wife like sort of tighten up a little bit and i'm like (laughs) relax like literally no one wants your husband chill out but this woman this was she knows since she's 13 she has that power Mm. 
right? What do you think was like the inciting incident? For her to have that power? Yeah, like some she got some like sicko older man Jeffrey to like Epstein buy her a car. Took her to the island. Mm. Um I don't know. I guess definitely uh preteen. Yeah. The boys are crying at you. And yeah, I mean it's yeah. Grace is someone who I think everything is transactional for Grace, and it always has been. She was born different, man. Apparently. She, so, um, she had she to be goes, from Florida, definitely. Natalie, at some point, still trusts her enough that she goes, hey, have you like seen anything weird between Roz and Tony? And she goes, Roz and Tony. Um, and Grace <laughs> tells her Tony's a really good guy. Just that Maria's way too hard on him. So she right away goes to throwing Maria under the bus. Um, Natalie's like, can I use the restroom? So she tries to open the bathroom, but it's locked. And Grace <gasps> goes, no, that's the basement. I'm trying to be better about keeping it locked so that Thomas doesn't turn uh, tumble down the stairs. Right there, you know. Something's up in the basement. Yeah, because for sure. Because there's no reason to have that stutter unless we need to know about it. But how does Natalie take it on? She goes, you're such a better mother than me. Oh. And then Grace goes, well, nobody's perfect. Oh. Like, I have my blind spots, too. But, like. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm pretty don't. close to perfect. No, you don't, Grace. Like, you literally <laughs> have everything nailed down because, like, you're a calculating monster. Yes. You're as perfect as a person with, like, no heart can get. You know? Like, that's really dark so that night natalie's at her desk it's centering and lightning out she gets a dm from savannah b they tell her to stay away from grace and say that her real name is rachel temple she's um knew rachel and she knew rachel back in high school so this is someone from high school right. i don't know i would be like suspect of that right i, I wouldn't buy it right away i'd be like this sounds like someone from high school who needs to get a life yes or is jealous or just need has some beef to to settle. Like, why is she looking out for the best interest of this girl suddenly? I had like this this friend of mine um, who I is like so dear to me, and we met through um, like basically our friends set us up to meet when I went to Austin, and she and I just spent like three days in a hotel room, just like hanging out and having so much fun. Um, I forget like the event. Like I think we went to a concert or something together, but I don't really remember. But we had so, so much fun over that weekend. And some girl from her high school, like three or four years into our friendship, wrote me an email being like, I can't tell you who I am, but like, just let me just say that I know your friend XYZ from high school and she's a liar. Like she says she went to this college and that college, but she didn't. And also, we don't even know if she graduated high school. And so well, that's a long beef. So I like I just called my friend and I was like, hey, so this person wrote me this email. I, it's like fucking insane. Um, she was and and she was like, oh, my God, I think I know who that is. It's this girl from my school. Fucking crazy. And I um was like, I I cannot believe that she thinks that I'm friends with you because I think you graduated high school. Uh, right. Like, that That's, is so weird. Like, I know the, your standards are high. What the <laughs> fuck would it prove to me? Like, that to what? Who, who would I be if I was like, she didn't graduate high school? Who are you? So I hired Sonia Morgan to do a cameo. 
um, and said, like, hey, Allie, Molly just wanted to say that you're her, one of her best friends, even if you lied about going to high school. <laughs> oh, that is hysterical. And, um, yeah, I think, I mean, I, I've had people do shit like that. It, like, it's uh, terrible to be on the receiving end of that. Yeah. Like, to have someone, like, write something about you years later. It's like, oh, my God, can you sleep at night? Like, yeah, are you who, cool? Yeah, that has to be a big grudge. A big, some big had to happen. I just want to know what happened. It felt terrible to tell my friend that someone wrote that to me, but I also was just like very plainly wrote back. Like, are you saying this person's a danger to me, or are you just really concerned that they might be telling people they graduated high school when they didn't? Like when, yeah. <laughs> like I, my friend is my friend, and like unless you think like there's something actually wrong, like I don't know why you would reach out to me. It really like made me. I was pissed. Oh, good. I like that. People are crazy. Well, what did you did you get did you hit back at that or what? She like wrote that she was sorry or something oh. that she felt that it was important, and I was just like, I don't choose my friends based on if they went to high school <laughs> like we have we have a really good time and like i really suggest you move on from her yeah so when she gets downstairs she sees that um the picture of her and her mother has fallen and the glass is broken so symbolism it's all sort of starting to come together for old natalie grace is not who she says she is so while she's down there there's a knock on the window we're about to find something out about tony and a little something about grace as well um 39 29 to 41 30 this is a wild scene actually just a second come in sorry i should have no, no, What's wrong? I, um... I... I was... Okay, let's sit down. Sit down. I... I caught him, and I... I, I know... We know who she is. I can't... I can't... It's okay. It's okay. Just tell me what happened. This... This happened two hours ago. He knew that I was working the late shift and that I wouldn't be home until after midnight. I thought that he was cheating, but I just, I really, no. I thought that it would be an old girlfriend or, I don't know, someone from work or something. Why did it have to be her? I was going to go there, you know, I was going to go straight there and open that door and and look into their faces, but I just, I, I couldn't do it. God, why did this have to be her? I mean, she could literally have any guy. Why don't... It's okay. Where are the kids? I don't know. They're at my mom's. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, Tony's gonna pick them up in the morning. I'm sorry, I should... I should just... I'm gonna no. go. No, 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 hold on. Just... Just stay here tonight. I don't know. Come on, just stay. I'm going to be fine. I'm just going to go for a drive and clear my head, and maybe I'll go to my mom's. Maria, it's going to rain. You don't want to get caught in that. I'm going to be fine. I promise. Please don't do anything stupid. Oh, my God. Todd was just yeah. saying, <laughs> it, the the way that they happened to uh, 
get a blow the way that he happened to get a blowjob from Grace in the living room was like just so perfectly it shot. Centered to the frame, perfect depth. You saw it all. It was it was a great it was a great scene. And See, Miles was suggesting all we need is like a butt hitting the camera back and forth. Yeah. And you know. Just like even any sort of bare ass in your living room, you know something's up. And you can probably figure out, especially if you think they're in your friend group, whose ass it is. <laughs> exactly. You know. Um, there could I, have been another clue there. Let me see that clue. Oh, my God. He has that birthmark. I would Sorry, die, though, kidding. if I was wor- at work, especially if I was working long shifts at the ER. And I turned on my baby monitor and I saw my carpenter husband getting a blowjob from the local divorcee. With Perfectly like, centered in screen. Yeah, I would. I don't know how I would I move on with my life. I, I guess maybe. You still have rage at that point. That's right? why Jeez. Natalie is suggesting she shouldn't drive in the rain. But other right. than the Californians can't drive in the rain, really. Is this in California? I think so. They always are. Oh, okay. I mean, it's always like. Vaguely generic America, a.k.a. Toronto, or it's (laughs) California. Um, So Natalie can't sleep that night. She's up looking on the phone. She Googles Rachel Temple, and sure enough, it pulls up a picture of Grace. Maria is crying in the rain. She's looking at Grace's house. She heads to the front door and rings the bell. So Maria comes into the house soaking wet. She looks um, closes the door behind her, but she looks hesitant. In the morning, Ryan wakes up Natalie and tells her that Grace is there. She's surprised, um, and Ryan's like, do you think she knows? She says no, and Ryan offers to send her home, but Natalie says she'll come downstairs in a moment. So I do like that it's implied that um, that they talked about this before bed as a couple, yes. as opposed to keeping it secret, this whole sort of local cheating scandal. Yeah. Um, because like his fidelity doesn't really become an issue towards the end of this movie. Like right. that's a parting moment, like really at the top, just sort of create some tension. I wish that they had been more in sync as a couple throughout the beginning of that movie, but I right. guess it was for all the stay at home moms out there. It was. And the uh the late working dads. I haven't seen Tully, but I really want to see that. Which movie? It's the one with Charlie's. It's the oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. last really Diablo yes. movie. So once Natalie gets downstairs, of course she sees that Ryan is embracing grace um they're hugging like old friends or lovers like these are people who met once at a barbecue oh yeah or just was it one mm-hmm. secret lovers yeah that's what we are oh we'll use that we'll save that for a drop sorry um, no i think <laughs> that's that another, perfect is that another uh what, um, what do you call it no, a copyright yeah, strike. Copyright. No, we're not on YouTube. Right. Um, okay, so 40, uh, 4330 <laughs> to 4727. Oh, I know. I'm sorry it's so early. I just... I don't have anywhere else to go. <laughs> it started a few months ago. We were all having dinner together, and then Maria got called into work. I said I would stay for one more drink. We were tipsy, maybe flirting a little, but it was innocent. I mean, she's my friend, he's married, so nothing could happen, right? And then that kiss was like an accident. And we didn't see each other for a few weeks. And 
then he called and said he felt guilty and wanted to talk. And so he came over and one thing led to another. And I don't understand, Grace. Why didn't you end it? I tried. I swear. I, I really tried. But he said he loved me. Look, he and Maria haven't been happy for a long time. He, he wanted to move on. And I don't know, we just, we have this connection. Why are you telling me this? Maria came over last night. She found out somehow. What did she say? Just that she knew. I mean, she cried. We both cried. Oh, God, I know I'm guilty, but... If he would have just left her like he said he would. So you're going to break up their family? He was going to do it anyway. Who cares if it was with me or someone else? Maria cares. You're right. God, I'm a terrible friend. You're not the person I thought you were. Natalie, please. Why did you change your name from Rachel Temple? was a long time ago. People don't change their names unless they have something to hide. I was accused of something in high school. Accused of what? My boyfriend died. His family was upset and they needed someone to blame. I was a minor, so I wasn't in the papers, but word spreads in a small town. I wasn't charged or anything. It was nobody's fault, but I just couldn't escape the rumors. So I moved. That was a long time ago. But this is who I am. You know me. Have you spoken to Tony? I hope this doesn't ruin us, too. I felt so close to you. I think we all just need some time. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. 
You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.